what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Being promoted over television and what we call, oh, it's just innocent entertainment. No, it's a promotion of evil, ladies and gentlemen, is a message being preached today and it's evil it's wicked it's ungodly and our children are listening to it and they're going down the road of destruction i know what i'm talking about hello neighbor and welcome today to established in the faith this is pastor james pierce of friendship free will baptist church over in middlesex north carolina and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today got a great message lined up for you hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes if not let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com there you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form well we're going to go on into the message now hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 2. Joshua chapter 2, beginning with the first verse. Joshua chapter 2 verse 1, and Joshua the son of Nun sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into a harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes, the story of Rahab. For the past several weeks, we've been studying the last days of Elijah and how the Lord had him to travel to a number of different places in Israel's history, prominent places. And Elisha was determined to go with him. And in all of this, Jericho was one of those places. Jericho was the first city that Israel came to as they were going to enter into the promised land. Jericho was a fortified city surrounded by a wall that was literally impenetrable. In the natural, there was no way to get around this wall, to go over this wall. It stood between Israel and God's best, what God ultimately had for Israel. But God had a plan. When you look at God's plan as it pertains to taking Jericho, it served no military purpose at all. However, when they followed God's plan and they did what God said do, those walls came tumbling down. Glory to God. And there's a lesson there. What God tells us to do may not make any sense. It doesn't make any sense in the natural. The wall that you're facing cannot be crossed in the natural. But if you'll do it God's way, if you'll go God's way, do what the Lord says do, that wall will come down. And Israel 
went in and they took the city. Although that was a great miracle, the wall came tumbling down. There's a miracle that's even greater that took place there in Jericho, and it's the story of Rahab. At the time of our text today, the Canaanite cup of iniquity was full. If we go back some 460 years earlier, in Genesis chapter 15 and verse 16, we read where God told Abraham that the iniquity of the Amorites was not yet full. In this verse, we see where the Lord not only keeps up with the sins of a nation, but He also has a way to measure it for judgment. Now, we have to ask the question, what were these people doing for God to judge them in such a fashion? First of all, the sin of homosexuality was rampant. Leviticus 18 and Leviticus chapter 20. Incest was another sin. Leviticus 18, Leviticus 20. Inordinate affections. Again, Leviticus chapter 18, Leviticus chapter 20. Adultery. Leviticus 18, Leviticus 20. Idolatry. Leviticus 18, Leviticus 20, Deuteronomy 12. Profanity, Leviticus 18. Bestiality, Leviticus 18, Leviticus 20. Witchcraft, Leviticus 20, Deuteronomy 18. Whoredom, Leviticus 20. Dishonor to parents, Leviticus 20. Murder, Deuteronomy 12, Deuteronomy 18. Stealing, Leviticus 19, Leviticus 20. Lying, Leviticus 19, and Leviticus 20. These same sins that filled the Canaanite cup of iniquity are the same sins that are plaguing our nation today. Do you hear me? And just as the Canaanite cup of iniquity was full, how long before our cup of iniquity becomes full? Are we already suffering the judgment of God because it is full? I think we are. And the reason I say that is because one of the judgments of God, when the nation's cup of iniquity is full, one of the judgments of God is sorry leadership. Are you hearing me? Sorry leadership. And we've had sorry leadership. We've really had no leadership 
since January of 20, 2020. But sin has to be judged, ladies and gentlemen. Sin is that which plagues the entirety of the human race. Sin has killed every single human being that has ever lived. And the only way to stop sin is judgment. And Jesus Christ, when he died on Calvary, he paid for the judgment of sin. If it wasn't for the cross, ladies and gentlemen, we would not be here today. And here's the thing. You either accept what Jesus Christ did at Calvary as the judgment for your sin, or else you will be judged. The only way to stop sin is judgment. And if God had not had Israel to go in and take the promised land from the Canaanites, the human race would have never made it to the cross. Do, do you get that? Geologists, they're all the time digging up stuff. And they tell us that when God told Israel to go in and kill every man, woman, boy, and girl, even the little children, that God did future generations a great service because of the things they were doing and so forth. The cross is the reason why you and I are here today. Why the cross? Why the cross? The cross is where Jesus paid man's sin debt. When one places their faith in what Jesus did at the cross, that opens up the door for the Holy Spirit to come within their hearts and lives. And when the Holy Spirit comes inside of that one that believes. The first thing that the Holy Spirit does is bind up the sin nature. He renders it ineffective to where that person no longer has the desire to sin and to do the things that they once did. That's why the cross is the answer. Are you hearing me today? The cross is the answer, and the cross is the only answer. To the ills of mankind. There's not five ways or ten ways. Only one way. Jesus said no man comes unto the Father but by me. We're living in the age of grace. Which means there's always hope. But you have some people who take it too far. They go too far. And what do I mean by that? Turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Dana's going to put it up on the screen. Romans 1, move down if you will to verse 28. Romans 1, 28. The Bible says, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge... God gave them over to a reprobate mind. That's a mind that doesn't think right. A mind that does not think right. Have you noticed that a lot of the crimes that are committed today, 
the first thing they want to blame it on is the perpetrator's mental health. Have you noticed that? And a lot of them can get off when they go and stand before the judge because they were not mentally capable. They didn't know what they were doing. That's a mind that doesn't work right, a mind that doesn't think right. The leadership in this country, they're making stupid decisions. I mean, I heard just this week where Joe Biden now is going to allow the Chinese to put up police stations around the nation because the Chinese want to police their own people. You think of the dangers of that. My question is, are they going to police the people by the Constitution of the United States, or are they going to do it some other means? You've got individuals coming from another country that are armed now. <laughs> are you hearing me? Like I said, we have, we have stupid decisions being made by our leadership today. Let me tell you this. When we leave the Word of God, we've left all common sense. When we do not like to retain God in our knowledge, we start making stupid decisions. When our public schools said the Bible's not allowed, we do not want to retain God in our knowledge. God turns them over to a reprobate mind, a mind that's not right, not thinking right. There's a lady right now. I don't know where it's it, where it is, but she's suing a particular school because they will not put a litter box in the bathroom for her daughter who thinks she's a cat. That's where we're at today in this country. A reprobate mind. The inmates are loose running the asylum. They're running loose too far. They did not like to retain God in their knowledge, and God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, to do those things which are not fitting to be done. And not only do they do the things that are not fitting, but it's being promoted, being promoted by our government being promoted in our schools, being promoted over television and what we call, oh, it's just innocent entertainment. No, it's a promotion of evil, ladies and gentlemen, is what it is. It's a message being preached today, and it's evil, it's wicked, it's ungodly, and our children are listening to it, and they're going down the road of destruction. I know what I'm talking about. They did not like to retain God in their knowledge. And God turned them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not fitting. Being filled with all unrighteousness. Romans 1 verse 29. Fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate. Deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, deceitful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, or disobedience to authority. 
without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. There's no pleasure in watching the new television shows anymore because they're full of programs that are promoting sin. That's what a program is. We're being programmed as we watch this filth come across our television screens. We're being programmed that homosexuality is okay. No, it is not. The Word of God tells us that it is a sin and God will judge that sin. Too far. That's where we're at today in this country. Where is America's cup of iniquity at? If it's not full, how much longer will it be full? Let me tell you, the shadows of darkness have lengthened fast over this country in the past two years. I mean, even the lost man out here in the world, it doesn't know anything about God. They can just feel that something ain't right. And there's an alarm, there's a cause for concern, even among the lost out here. All right, let's look at the two spies. Joshua 2, verse 1. Joshua, the son of Nun, sent two men to spy out secretly, saying, Go and view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into a harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. They went to Rahab's house because it was an inn of sorts for travelers. They had no way of knowing that she was a prostitute. But God knew. God knew. And let me tell you this. God looked beyond her profession. God looked beyond what she was doing. God looked beyond what she was. He looked beyond her sordid lifestyle and saw into her heart and saw what she could become by faith. Are you hearing me? God looked beyond that sordid lifestyle and saw faith in her heart and what that faith would make her into be. And we have to ask the question, why did God send in two spies? I mean, Joshua didn't just, I think this would be a good idea to do. It wasn't a lack of faith on his part. He was doing what God told him to do. Send in two spies. Why send in two spies? God already knew what was going on inside the city. When you look at it, they, they, they really didn't serve any kind of military purpose at all. But God sent those two spies in there because of Rahab. And today, God has sent two spies into the world. I want you to get this. God has sent two spies into the world today. Those two spies are the Word of God and the Holy Ghost. Those two spies have been sent into the world 
to seek out people of faith. Just as those two spies were sent into Jericho for this one woman who was living a sordid life. But God knew that there was faith there. The Holy Spirit uses the Word of God today to seek out those with faith in their hearts. And if you look there in verse 3, Joshua 2 verse 3, The king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that came to thee, for they are come to search out all the country. The king was out to kill them. Satan has been trying to stop the word of God ever since the very beginning. And he does everything he can to try to hinder the Holy Spirit. But have you noticed He's hammered on the Word of God ever since the dawn of time, but the anvil still remains. (laughs) Glory to God. The Word of God is still here. Despite demons and devils and hell and all that Satan's tried to do, the Word of God is still here. And he tries to hinder the Holy Spirit, but the more he hinders the Spirit, the more the Holy Spirit moves. Glory to God. Rahab took those two spies and she hid them. She believed their testimony that judgment was coming. She hid their message in her heart. And you know, that's what God's looking for today. He's looking for somebody to hide his word in their heart. He's looking for somebody who will follow the leading of the Holy Spirit once that word is in the heart. And my friend, it's a great blessing when you hide God's Word in your heart and you do those things to try to keep His Word. She asked for a true token. Joshua 2, verse 12. She said, Since I've showed you kindness, will you show kindness to my Father's house and give me a true token? Save my family and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. Move down to verse 18. They told her, when we come into the land, bind this line of scarlet thread in your window and bring all your family into the household with you. In Joshua 21, the Bible says that she did according to their word. She bound that scarlet line in the window. She didn't waste any time. She didn't know when they were coming in, but she knew they were coming. She knew judgment was coming, and she tied that scarlet line in the window. She did it right then. She did it immediately. When it comes to salvation, you do it today. Today is the day of salvation. You don't put it off to tomorrow. You know, and and let me tell you, I, I, I truly believe that when she tied that cord to that window, She put a double knot in it. She didn't want that thing coming loose. You you hear what I'm saying? She knew judgment was coming, and she tied that thing good. Some of you under the sound of my voice today, you need to check your knot. You need to check the knot in your faith, and you need to tighten up. Jesus is coming. Judgment is coming. And it's not a time to be slacking off. It's a time to be checking our faith. Paul said we need to examine ourselves to see if we be in the faith. 
I believe she tied that knot pretty tight. She got all her family in the house with her, and they were saved. That scarlet thread was a true token. It was a type of the cross. It represented Christ and the blood that he would share there in the not-too-distant future. Rahab and all of her family getting saved was the greatest miracle that took place there in Jericho. Rahab joined the people of God. She married one of the princes of Israel. And it landed her a place in the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. What a miracle. Her name is forever written in the Word of God because of her faith. Just like every one of us who have placed their faith in God, our names are forever written in the book. And when you stand before Him one day, yeah, God's going to look at what you've done. But the main thing He's going to look at is that book. Is your name written in His book, the Lamb's Book of Life? And if your name is written, you'll be able to enter into the joy of the Lord. As Elisha and Elijah stood there in Jericho, perhaps this history of which I've shared with you today came into their minds and encouraged them in their faith. And I hope that you have been encouraged today as well. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.